Psalm of David. Hello, this is Sarah de Nordwall, a bard with a bard school, and I'm really happy to be welcoming you to our weekly bardcast, your bardic moment in the week in which I'll bring you some poetry old and new for inspiration and activation, encouraging you, if you wish, to write your own poems and maybe songs. So sit back, pick up a pen, and let's see what's waiting for us. Now, this is the third episode of the Bardcast, in which we are inspired by 8th century bards in Ireland who were tasked with speaking truth to the king without fear and entertaining all from the peasant to the king. Now, as you know, the bards had to know by heart all the epic poems and the laws of the land, and they were both academic and spontaneous. And apparently they had to have the virtues of all classes and the vices of none, and for this, a 12-year training was required, by which time they would be worth the king's ransom. So here on Radio Maria, I'm going to be giving you this weekly taste of my 21st century bard school, in which we, who are Christians and therefore worth the ransom of Christ the King, bring our creative gifts to the king and hopefully to the culture. And I'll be bringing fresh poems and a writing prompt each week to share a taste of Bard School on air. Now, wonderfully, this particular Bardcast will be first airing on the Feast of Christ the King, which closes the liturgical year and is a moment when Bards of the Bard School like to gather after Mass and share together the best work they've created that year and the tales of the past year of barding. So perhaps this can extend next year to the Bardcast listeners who have hopefully reignited their creative gifts and we can all meet together. Now, this episode is called Sing a New Song, and I'll be sharing the process of how we've been writing a new song for Advent and Christmas in our household in Hounslow. I'm lucky enough to live in two households, one in Hounslow and one in Walsingham. And I'll be playing that song for you later in the show. But first, I wanted to share two listener poems. Um, Actually, now I'll start with a listener poem and I'll Um, I think I'll read the last listener poem uh, at the end because it actually makes a really beautiful prayer to close the programme. And these poems responded to our writing prompt, which took the theme of mosaics as a way to picture a relationship um, to another person, to God or to yourself. Now, the first one that was sent in was from Helen Carr in Chester, again, uh, the one with two little girls. And uh, she's just decided to use these bardcasts as her free bard course, which is fantastic. Just what it's for. But I love the way she's taken mosaic as a verb. And she's decided to use her poem writing moment to have a conversation with God about how they might look back together on her life. Have a listen. When we sit together after my time on earth is through, what parts of my life will you showcase for me? that were most important to you? Will there be more highlights or the shade of the trials? Will I even remember the bits you hold most dear? Mosaic me, Lord. Accentuate my life in the present. 
draw my eye to the details you care most about now. Let me not wait for the breath after my last. Rather, let my every breath be considered worthy of inclusion in such a piece of art. I was really intrigued by that line, will I even remember the bits that you held most dear? And that really interesting request, draw my eye to the details you care most about now. And it made me realise that I tend to think of life in like broad brushstrokes, broad brush strokes. And uh, yeah, I think of, I think of doing big things and big plans uh, for God. And I, I sometimes forget that the details are important as well. So it really made me think, and I love that beautiful last line, um, let my every breath be considered worthy of inclusion in such a piece of art. And I also wanted to mention that you can see the thoughts are truly personal, but the language is really simple. And I hope that this encourages everybody to just pick up a pen and begin. Dana Joya, who uh, is a famous poet in America, he said, a poem is speech raised to the level of song. And he doesn't mean that it's complicated or abstruse. He, he continues, it casts a momentary spell over the listener. People hear it differently from ordinary talk. They become more alert to every level of meaning. And I love that. There's something about sincerity, isn't there? Or just sheer authenticity from anybody that just makes everybody sit up and listen. And that's also true when writing a song. And that is what we're going to look at next. So I notice how often it says in the Bible, sing a new song to the Lord. Not just flick through your hymn book or scroll through your playlist, but write and sing a new song to the Lord. Why not? And it isn't just the talent of a few people, though, let's face it, some people are incredibly talented and they spend their whole time singing and writing and recording uh, like my housemate Hamad. But it's actually perfectly easy to have a go as well as to use other tunes Think of that most famous hymn of all, Amazing Grace, written by the slave trader who was converted, uh, Newton, John Newton. The tune we all sing it to is just a Scottish folk tune. Uh, you know, he didn't even write the tune. So if you come up with good words, you can find an old tune and that'll be fine. Uh, as they used to say on Blue Peter, you can try this at home. And as Austin Cleon says... Steal like an artist. Now, so when I'm in London, I live with my friends Sally and Hamad, as I was saying. And my friend Hamad, he, his name means one who sings for God. And he's always in his prayer listening out for new tunes. And the other day he said to Sally and I, ah, God's just given me a new tune. I'm going to write a Christmas song. And he said, look, Sarah, here's the first verse. And I said, oh, great. Now, English isn't his first language, so he's going to take some simple words from the Bible and simple ideas from his heart, and he's got the first verse, and then he says, now, Sarah, I want you to write the rest of the verses. And I was like, oh, all right, OK. And I thought, yeah, I don't normally write songs, but I'll, I'll have a go. And team writing is a lovely thing to do. So here's an example of some team writing and a simple formula in which to try it. 
So basically, um, I'll read you the first verse and then point out how essentially I'm just going to add a refrain, which is not just the chorus, but the repetition of the second line each time in the first three verses. And then in the fourth verse, we've got a slightly different idea because after the, you know, the rule of three, after you've heard something three times, it really has gone in and you need a little bit of a change. It's interesting, you know, in the Hebrew script, scriptures, you'll notice that they'll often say something and then the very next verse, they say exactly the same thing, but in a slightly different way. That's because they're just trying to get you to hear what they're saying. And of course, originally it was an oral tradition as most poetry was came from the deeps of time and was never written down. So we're lucky that the scriptures have been written down by definition. And, and that habit of repeating things when you're putting it into a song also makes it easier for people to learn and to sing along. And this is exactly the purpose of Hamad's song. It's something for people to sing along like a carol and to remember every year. And he has written quite a lot of songs that people love to sing along with. And uh, one of his charisms, I would say, is joy. I think I've talked about this before, actually, the idea that you might have a talent to write or create, but it might also carry a charism, another gift from God, which brings a spiritual gifting to people, which might be healing, it might be prophecy, or it might be just joy, which is a great thing. So the first verse is simple. It goes, a king is born in Bethlehem, a gift so rare and true. In a stable, meek and mild, his love shines through. Great. The chorus is just hallelujah. And he invited his friends round, including me and Sally, to sing it. He's recorded it, added some harmonies. It sounds fantastic. And so here are the second and third verses that I wrote. A king is born inside my heart, a gift so rare and true, a star to guide my every step and show me what to do. Third verse. A king is born who comes to you, a gift so rare and true. And when we share the love he brings, our lives are all made new. Now, when Sally saw this verse written down, she changed um, our lives are all made new to our lives shine too. And I thought that was 50 times better and picks up nicely on the idea of the star in the previous verse which also becomes one's conscience uh, as well, as you'll have noticed. So that was great. Team writing, excellent. And then, again, slight change in the third, fourth verse from instead of a king is born, a child comes down from heaven's throne who bids us enter in, for we are royal children too, and we belong to him. So see what you think when it's all put together. Simple tune, Beautiful harmonies. Let's go. Sing along. Hallelujah. 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 A king born in Bethlehem, a gift so rare and true. In a 
stable, meek and mild. His love shines through. Hallelujah. 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 Again. So if you want to hear that song again and sing along with that joyful chorus um, or sing it in your local shopping centre, which is exactly what Hamad and the gang will be doing uh, in in December, um, go to Hamad's channel, which is on YouTube. And it's Hamad, H-A-M-M-A-D, Bailey, B-A-I-L-Y. And remember, as I said, steal like an artist. I remember when I was at primary school in a music class, the teacher said Chopin was inspired by Polish folk tunes. And I remember thinking at the time, you mean he copied them? 
and that's absolutely fine. As you'll have noticed, he made something rather marvellous out of something that was already marvellous. And that's the joy of teamwork across a tradition. Now, um, what I want to share now is a writing prompt for those who think, oh, I don't think I can really write songs, Sarah. OK, and if you haven't been convinced, here is something really simple. I was uh, feeling really tired dealing with the delightful 10,000 things that come into every day, such as spending three and a quarter hours on a chat bot call to an unnamed mobile phone provider to try and cancel a direct debit. <sighs> Me and my glamorous life. And I was feeling so exhausted. And then I looked up out of my window and I saw something so beautiful. I thought, forget that. I'm just going to write about what I can see out of the window. And so instead of throwing my laptop out of my window with frustration, I wrote a poem. So just think how much money that poem saved me. I'm going to read it to you now and I hope you enjoy it. It's simply what I saw out of the window, which is your writing prompt for this week. And uh, I hope you enjoy it. Out of the window. I looked out of the window and there, caught in the branches of the beech tree at the end of the garden, was the moon. I see she'd made a daring move and caught the waxing moon like a plaything and the leaves were laughing. She was holding it tenderly, heedless of the distance that the moon might fall and relishing the freedom of her cosmic whimsicality. How many perfect visions of delight can be seen from an infinite number of points that no one ever sees? If I'd looked from my desk a moment before, I would have missed the beech trees game and the way the moon just sat there in the branches, alive with the light of happiness. I wonder if God sees every one. The scattering of rubies from on high on the planet where they fall as rain or the strange, unseen-by-human-eye, evolving oceans in the distant world where methane is the only sea. I open my eyes and train my glance to look for every sign. The window in the ugly building at the end of the garden, 60s office style, has turned to a sheet of gold in the winter sun. And now, to the purring of the jumbo jet that hovers over Hounslow like an alien spirit, I watch the birds over terrible council buildings slide on the wings of perfect bliss, oblivious in the evening sky. And I noticed that when I'd finished writing it, I felt full of energy, didn't care about my direct debit at all. <laughs> I was just perfectly energised. And this is the remarkable gift of the creative process. It gives you energy because your gifts come from within and they re-emerge when you engage them. So I look forward to seeing what's outside of your window because I know from feedback I've received there are people listening in Canada, America, Spain and all over the UK. It'll be so lovely to hear what you can see and the way uh, ordinary moments become poetry. I'm going to close the show today with that uh, poem that I promised you, which is from a listener, Tori Truitt. Hello, Tori. I was delighted with this. It was inspired by the mosaic prompt. And I think that in this moment in which, as we all know, as we look 
around the world. There are so many things to be seriously concerned about and to pray about. I think we can take these words of Tori's poem, Prayer, uh, to our own hearts as well. It's called Mystical Mosaic. Can I trust you to make good with all these shards, to collate these shattered parts, to beautify my life? So many experiences, dreams, longings, learning, all resonating, hurting, glorifying in their own ways, seemingly unsuitable for a mystical mosaic. Only you can unify, heal, gather up. Will I allow you in? To handle my fragments with care, to piece together, unite and make beautiful. Help me to trust your divine eyes that can see to run the long race to be held by your knowing good hands, to know peace. So thank you so much, Tori. That was just beautiful. And as I say, I really hope that we can gather these up into an anthology and certainly gather together and share our poems together in person. Who knows? So if you'd like to send your poems or songs that you've written in response to today's broadcast, please just send them to sarah at sarahdenordwall.com. And also, if you would like to join my Advent and Christmastide creativity course, which is online but finishes at Candlemas with uh, a gathering together, and a sharing of work. Um, it's called Starlight to Candlemas. Then please do just email me at sarah at sarahdenordwall.com or go to my website of the same name and you can book some time to chat to me about it. Starlight to Candlemas begins in December. And that brings us to the end of this week's episode of the Bardcast, your bardic moment in the week in which poems, both old and new, and songs, are brought to the cutting edge of the modern world because the cutting edge is grace. I can't wait to be with you again, same time, same place. God bless you and all your creative gifts. I hope you enjoy them. Pope St John Paul II, pray for us. Behold, he neither sleeps nor slumbers, the guardian of Israel. Israel.